Hey, Luke, did you know that 96% of continuous improvement efforts fail? Really? Yeah. That seems like a, seems like a lot. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. If 96% of airplanes that took off crashed, would you ever fly? No way. Yeah. yeah. So, so what does, okay, what does fail actually mean? Like, what's the failure in that? Sure. So when, when they do these studies, they come back with a, uh, a definition of what failure means. And the studies I've seen, failure means 18 months later, there's just no visible presence, no visible sign of that continuous improvement effort in the workplace. Wow. Okay. 96%, that's a lot. Yeah. It's amazing. Why do they think 96% fail? I don't know. I don't know why they think it, but I know why we at Avenulo think it, right? We think that 96% of continuous improvement efforts fail because the leaders don't recognize, embrace, and address the three realms of excellence. Mm. There we go. I'm Luke. I'm Dave. This is TPL Show. Welcome to the TPL Show, a podcast dedicated to the study and discussion of leadership. Join us as we share relevant, simple, and lasting methods for improvement that can be used to lead from any level in any organization. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us today on the TPL Show. Uh, we've got a good one for you today, the three realms of excellence. Yeah. Let's um, let's stick with our what, why, how format. Okay, good. Always a good way to go. Uh, so let's talk about what are the three realms of operational excellence. Yeah, right? let's cover those. They are leadership aspirations that, when pursued, prepare and preserve an organization's ability to achieve excellence. Mm-hmm. The three realms of operational excellence, or OPEX, describe a condition of being that, at first, an organization strives to achieve, and then later to maintain, so that its pursuit of a noble purpose and the fulfillment of its vision are both conceivable and possible. Mm. The three realms of OPEX provide an organization with a platform and strategic blueprint needed to implement a learning organization and achieve excellence. Yeah, for sure. And so we should just cover them. We'll just name them briefly, right? Now yep. we can get into the why. They are enterprise evenness, organizational evenness, which is also known as local evenness, right. and then Kaizen at the point of value. Right? So those are the three the realms three. of excellence. Got it. Okay, so let's talk about the why. And as we've been doing the last few episodes, let's cover three aspects of why the rational reason the emotional reason and the the tangible reason so the the first aspect of why the rational reason is that recognizing the three realms and pursuing them in order is the only approach that results in a healthy sustainable focus on excellence mm. so this idea that 96% of continuous improvement efforts fail when they don't take this idea of the three realms, this concept of the three realms yeah. into account, 
consider them, and then work on them in proper order. They don't have the appropriate foundation for um, sustaining, for maturing, optimizing, and sustaining a continuous improvement method. So, so that's the first one. The second aspect of why the three realms of OPEX are important, the emotional reason, is that whether or not you recognize them, the three realms exist. Ignoring them or pursuing them out of order leads a workforce to reject continuous improvement concepts and resist the implementation of an intentional culture. Mm. So what happens is, so often we see, is consultants lead us or uh, inexperienced leaders lead us to go directly to the workplace, directly to the Gemba, where value is added for the customer, and start working on the problems. Right. And start trying to make improvement there. But the vast majority of the problems that exist there aren't caused there. They're caused by management systems, by policies and so forth that lead people to behave the way they do at the Gemba. Right. So the people are inspired and they make some improvements, but because the overall organization is so uneven, the unevenness, the chaos of the enterprise at large washes away the incremental improvements made at the Gemba, and people become frustrated by that and then declare that this kind of approach just does not work, and they become resistant to it in the future. So if you want to use this kind of approach, which is very, very effective, it needs to be set up properly, and it has to begin with you as leaders working to create a sufficient level of evenness before people can implement these types of systems. So that's the emotional reason. The tangible reason, when you recognize the three realms of OpEx and then pursue them in proper order, the resulting intentional culture is much healthier. It delivers far greater results, and it's much more resilient and sustainable, much more rigorous. It lasts a much greater period of time than if you don't take these three realms into consideration. So that's why the three realms are important. Hmm. It gives us as leaders a way to talk about how we set the stage yeah. for an intentional culture that brings about excellence and uh, through continuous improvement. Like it. All right, so that's the why. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's jump into the how. Yeah, let's jump into the how. Okay, so how does an organization leverage uh, these three realms of excellence? Mm-hmm. The first thing, Educate top leaders about the three realms of excellence and facilitate a deep and long discussion of them that answers three strategic questions. All right, so here they are. What is the definition of each in our organization and how do we measure them? Number two, are we aligned as a group about the importance of the three realms as an archetype for pursuing excellence? All right, so let me start stop you right there. So you've got a definition for organizational evenness. You have a definition for enterprise evenness. You have Mm -hmm. a definition for Kaizen at the point of value, the three realms. You've got a definition and some metrics around how you would measure them, how well you're doing in that area, how even you are, et cetera. And now you go through the process of answering this second question. Are you aligned? What happens if you're not aligned? Well, in this instance, it's going to be well, I guess it could be any instance, but uh, you're going to struggle to uh, 
achieve the the goal that you set. Like you're going to, everybody's going to be going in different directions based on their own definitions and opinions. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's pretty academic, right? Yeah. That the, these questions sometimes become kind of on autopilot and bullet pointy, but you simply have to be aligned about these three realms in your organization to act on them. And uh, this lack of alignment is another sub cause right. for why continuous improvement initiatives fail. Cause some of this people get intuitively, sure. they get, we got to support it. We got to set the stage and you know, and if you're not aligned, if you're not all reading from the same book, so to speak, yeah, uh, then that resulting misalignment dooms the initiative yeah. to failure from the beginning. So it's it's very important that this second question be honestly sure. and, and earnestly answered. Right? Yeah. Well, I think it's important that all, you know, all three of these questions are answered honestly, yeah, sure. right? Sure. Um, but uh, absolutely specific instant or specific emphasis, I should say, on that second one. Yeah. Right. Okay, number three. What is the current condition of each realm? What will we do next to progress in each realm? And when will we achieve sufficient evenness to implement an intentional culture? Yeah, that's important to know. So those are the three um, strategic questions that go with education for management, leadership, uh, around the three realms of excellence. Okay. So the 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 first how-to is just you got to kind of understand this as a leadership team. Educate, understand. And translate it to what it means in your organization. Correct. Figure out how you can uh, apply it to your, your organization. Set some, uh, set some goals. Mm-hmm. Set some priorities. And then move to step number two. Okay. So the second step is to develop a plan with milestones and metrics for achieving your aspiration in each of the three realms. Mm. So we have as these three realms, just to mention them again, enterprise evenness, organizational evenness, and Kaizen at the point of value. Okay. The first one we work on is organizational or local evenness. We become as even as we possibly can organizationally. Then we start working on Enterprise evenness. The reason for this is that organizational evenness frees up our people, mostly uh, middle managers, to think, plan, and lead. And when they're freed up to think, plan, and lead, then they can take that savings in time and apply it to increasing or improving enterprise-level evenness. So uh, that's why we begin there, right? So we develop a plan with milestones and metrics for achieving the aspirations we have in each realm and some things that we do um, in, in order to help us then in that arena, we implement some type of system for streamlining meetings because meetings are the biggest opportunity for saving time or, right. or getting time back to think, plan, and lead. So, so, uh, so go ahead, sorry. <laughs> to interpret that as a lot of meetings are a waste of time. They they are, or at least they're sub-optimized. Maybe they Correct. don't need to exist at all. Maybe they take too long, right? Yep. Maybe they don't generate an effective outcome. Uh, but the average manager in uh, business spends 25 hours a week in meetings. 
you can get that down with some thought to under 10. Yeah. And that amount of time saved is fantastic Phenomenal. if you can apply yeah. it then to thinking, planning, apply and Apply it to other areas. Yeah. Um, and apply it to improvement in the business. So, um, you know, we have an excellent process for that. Mm. I'm a firm believer that our process is the best in the world. It's the 1440 management system. Yeah. We call it that because there's 1,440 minutes in a day, and we're going to use them all productively, including time to rest. And that system takes the typical 45-minute yeah. to 75-minute daily daily uh, operations meeting down to six to eight yeah. minutes and triples its effectiveness. So just imagine all that time given back. The average number of participants in one of those meetings yeah, is 12 it's, it's it's fantastic. It's truly remarkable, and it's it's uh, it's a fantastic product. Uh, you know, I've been involved in many implementations of it. A lot of our clients still use that today. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, religiously, they, yeah. Once they switch to that, they're uh, it's hard to it's, it's hard, hard to get them to walk it's away hard from to get it. away from it because. But there are other yeah, there are other systems. systems. Yeah, there's sure, systems there's Scrum, there. there's Agile, there are yeah. other systems, and those are but, effective as well in their sure. own way. Right. You just have to do something, something. to to take sure. advantage of that huge waste of time. Right. Yeah, that's right? a big one. So the the other thing to do during this step, this how-to, is to reduce your gap of knowledge, or as we call it, the GOK, okay. your gap of knowledge, by implementing Genshi Gembutsu. This is what everyone refers to as Gemba, Gemba walks. walks. But Gemba Walks is highly misunderstood and highly yeah. abused in today's working world. We're recommending the true Genshi Gembutsu as conceived and designed by Taichi Ono yep. to go there, ask why, and show respect, and to use the definition of respect um, that we subscribe to, which is to acknowledge the profound understanding that people have at the Gemba and to act upon it. And a quick, so, quick plug for our previous episode oh the sure Gemba walks yeah yeah go listen <laughs> to that listen to that one that's listen a great to one. our our episode on gamba yep. walks i think you'll you'll get a lot yep. of value from it also use value stream maps mm. and kanbans yep. so value stream maps to come to commonality of agreement about the process and start to put in the key performance and evenness metrics yeah. uh at each major step along the the value stream and Kanbans to let you see where flow is. So these are very, very easy to use, very basic tools. You can learn them. You can learn how to value stream map in a couple of hours. You can learn how to do Kanban in 90 minutes and then start to apply that to your process and see what the flow is and where the flow is uneven. All right. Um, so get that going in your organization. So that's the second step. Second Develop, yep. plan with milestones and metrics, put these three enabling tools in, some type of management system that streamlines managements, reducing your gap of knowledge with Gemba walks and using value stream maps and Kanbans to map the process and understand flow. All right, so let's talk about number three. Optimize your organizational local evenness by freeing up your key players to think, plan, and lead. So uh, think, plan, and lead is TPL. And we just mentioned this briefly, talking about the previous point, um, but here are three different ways to do that, right? First one is to eliminate and streamline non-value-added uses of leadership time. So perfect perfect example. Yeah, so the 1440 meetings. helps you start that, <laughs> right. or some type of meeting yep. enhancement device helps you start that. 
but there's so much more. Yeah, there's additional tools right. that can be uh, implemented to free up even more. Sure, time. so much yeah. of uh, there's so much non-value added time in the leadership day. If we take that out and increase leaders' time yep. to think, plan, and lead, the the benefit to the organization is amazing, and it's virtually free to do yep. it. Okay, so the second way to optimize uh, local evenness uh, is to teach them the skills needed to be better leaders and problem solvers. Mm. It's pretty self-explanatory, I think. Yeah, sure. Uh, and the third one is to set the expectation that key players use the time saved to lead and problem solve more and be better at it. So you free up their time, give them the skills they need to lead and solve problems. Yep. And then set the expectation that they'll do that. That they use that for that reason yeah. and reinvest their time to figure out those problems. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So the fourth one is to uh, establish the reduction of Mira, which is unevenness, as an essential leadership duty at all levels in your organization. So there's a couple points here. First one being, uh, so we teach the leaders the value of pursuing the evenness. So we're going to encourage them and we're going to expect them to pursue it. So it's very similar as the previous step. Um, the next one is to establish evenness metrics. So how do we measure those things? How do we measure the evenness across the organization? Uh, we're going to post to those met metrics in public square. Uh, use those metrics to set goals. We're going to assign stewards to those goals and those metrics. And we're going to tally often. So this is... This is really important, this how-to number four. It's, it's at the heart of the matter in terms of leading um, and inspiring people. As leaders, we have to accept that one of our key responsibilities, an essential duty, uh, kind of a sacred trust, is to continually, relentlessly, doggedly pursue evenness. Yeah. Try to reduce unevenness. Now, what does this mean, right? This means this kind of thing going on. Well, there's nothing we can do. We, we'll tell you by Friday at noon if you're working this weekend or not. <laughs> or we're not sure what, what your job duties will be tomorrow, what machine you'll be on. Just be ready. Um, or the material that we got Today is different than the material yesterday. You'll have to troubleshoot to reset the machine. Just on that—that's unevenness, right. and that stuff just drives people bonkers. It yeah. drives them away from your organization. It robs them of energy. It robs them of yeah. commitment. Um, it's just the way it is. Yeah. So, anything you can do to improve evenness is greatly appreciated by your people, and then ultimately by your customer. Sure. Even if you can't, you'll be able to. But even if you can't, if they see you working as hard on improving evenness as you expect them to work on producing the product, you will earn their respect and you will be showing respect. Right. And you will inspire them. Yeah. That's a change in itself right there. Just that Just one thing. Yep is worth, uh, it's, it's invaluable. It's incalculable yeah, sure. what that does to an organization. Yeah. So leaders can't be saying stuff like, well, it just can't be done. This is the way our industry is. That's the way the customer is. There's nothing we can do about it. We'll just have to react. You, know, you can't say those words. You can't 
initiate that type of of uh, cultural right. mindset in yeah. your organization. That's the other. It's what can we do to smooth yeah. that out? How can we make that better? How can we keep that disruption from happening in the future? Right. It has to be that way in order for you to to inspire people and move towards excellence. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's uh, move on to number five. So the fifth how-to. All right. So, is, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let you do it. So, uh, once you get this Mura achieved, this initial goal of Mura, you're at the evenness that you decided would be sufficient um, to proceed to um, pursuing Kaizen at the point of value. Then you just repeat with Muri, overburden. So a great way to measure, for instance, Mura, evenness, is tack time. Tack time is the um, number of units you have to produce in a given time frame to meet customer demand, the number of cycles you have to make to meet customer demand. So if all of, if you were making cans of soup and all your customers, all the customers you had all added together, needed 500 cans of soup an hour from you, then your tack time is 500, 500 cans of soup an hour. So if you go to the shipping department, they need to be able to load 500 cans of soup an hour onto the trucks. And if you go to the manufacturing department, um, inside of that, they need to be able to box up or palletize 500 cans of soup uh, an hour. And if you go... um, into the filling line, they need to be able to fill 500 cans of soup an hour. And the labeler needs to be able to label 500 cans of soup an hour mm. and and so on. So once you have this kind of tack time set up, you can see, well, in the cooking the potato section that mixes into the soup, they can only do 400 an hour. Mm. Now you have an evenness problem. Yeah. So now you have to slow down everyone past that to 400 or you have to figure out what you're, you know, so right. forth and so on. So so this this idea of tack time and how well you're achieving tack time is a great measure of mura. Yep. A great measure of unevenness or evenness, right? One of the best measures for overburden, muri, or enterprise level evenness yep. is... Uh, forecast accuracy. Hmm. So forecast accuracy says we think we're going to make a thousand units this month of something, and we make a thousand. Our 100%. accuracy was a hundred percent. And if we thought we were going to make a thousand, but we made eleven hundred, our accuracy is only ninety percent. If we thought we were going to make a thousand, but we only made nine hundred, our accuracy is ninety percent. So what we've learned from our experience is that once your forecast accuracy is about 75%, you're sufficiently even to implement Kaizen at the point of value. Hmm. Now, this can vary from company to company. It's just a rough number, but um, that's the idea. So so up until now, we've been talking about how do you establish organizational or local evenness, from that evenness, you take the time saved to think, plan, and lead and work on enterprise evenness. For local or organizational evenness, there are many measures we can use, but a nice one is tack time. And for 
enterprise level evenness. There are several measures we can use, but a nice one is forecast accuracy. So the steps you went through to get um, organizational evenness to uh, the point that you wanted it to be, you simply repeat those steps to get enterprise level evenness to the place that you want it to be. Yeah. All right, so how-to number six. So when ready, we're going to declare the organization sufficiently even to pursue Kaizen at the point of value and then implement an intentional culture. So this is these are like lean concepts. You're going to mm-hmm. introduce lean sure. concepts. Sure. There's other methods too, sure. right? But yep. lean is a good one. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right, so three things that we're going to do. These are in order, right? So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to optimize the workplace infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So this is like zoning, 5S, and the like. So we get the kind of the physicality of the workplace in order. Right. Right. Okay. And then the second thing you're going to do is you're going to optimize the workflow. So this is implementing some type of standard work for the process. Right. Okay. So the workplace first, the work second. Correct. Okay. Yep. And then the third thing, we're going to lock that all in with intentional culture. So this ah. is implementing Kaizen, right? So so this is just the same thing all over again. Yeah. Just like we did at the enterprise level, organizational evenness, enterprise evenness, Kaizen at the point of value, then inside Kaizen at the point of value, it's the same strategy. Yeah. Come back to step we one. implement yep. this in a way that gets the work physical area um, streamlined, optimized, even, then the way we do the work, streamlines, optimize, even, and then we're released to make incremental improvement inside the process right. using our creativity and experience, right? Right. Okay. So it's really just keep using the same approach. We might use lean, we might use agile, we might use theory of constraints, but it's the same concept over and over right. again of getting the base of the thing yep. even and then the working mechanisms inside the thing even, and then with creativity and experience, optimizing. Yep, that's it. Okay, got it. That brings in step number seven of the how-to. All right, so step seven is rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. And and so you're just gonna start this all over again. Yep, that's it. So first you conduct Hansai, self-reflection. That's the lean term for it. There's other terms for it, but you conduct Hansai, so you look to take an honest look at what you did, what happened, what went well, what didn't go well, and commit, preferably publicly, to what you're going to do in the next turn, the next evolution. Yep. That's it. To do it better. And then you're going to begin again with Shoshin, hmm. a lean term, but again, there are other terms for it, which means a beginner's mind, an open mind. You're going to go back through this process again as if you're a learner experiencing it for the first time. As if you've never done it before. Yep. As if you've never done it before so that you can get others' feedback, sure, learn from what you see, and incorporate that into your process for improvement. Always building. And you just keep yep. doing this. You just, just keep, keep doing this again and again and again. It never ends because you'll never eliminate... <laughs> The um, unevenness, you'll just make it better. You'll have setbacks. You'll have changes to process. But you can rely on this approach over and over again. 
All right. So I think that pretty much wraps up uh, the three realms of excellence. Uh, anything else we want to add before we close out? Yeah. Um, one thing I want to mention is we take a lot of time to create a transcript for every show. Hmm. So you can get a printout of what we said as opposed to just yeah, the uh, listening the to audio it. recording. Yep. And then we put links in there to tools, uh, encourage you to reach out to us if you have questions or we can help you in any way. So I wanted to remind everyone about that. And then also specifically mention with this episode, I highly recommend you go back and if you, or, or maybe it's not go back. Yeah, if you're, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's pretty yeah, presumptuous. They might have already listened. I, I highly recommend <laughs> that you go listen to our episode on Gemba Walks. I think you'll get a lot of value yeah. out of that. It's, it, it's very important to put in this type of system at the front end of this yeah. approach to addressing the three realms of excellence. And I also recommend that you go back and listen to our two episodes, our two-part series on evenness, mm. where we go into evenness in a lot greater yeah. detail. As always, thank you for listening today. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. We appreciate any feedback that you're willing to give. And if you have any questions or just like to share any experiences that you've had, please send us an email at info at tplshow.org. And we'll see you the next time on the TPL Show. So long. Thank you for listening to the TPL Show. We hope you'll apply what you learned today and tell us how it went. If you want to share, want more information, or have questions, please contact us at info at tplshow.org. Have a great day. Thank you.